Hi everybody, the complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I wanted to talk about something that I think is really, really crucial to get a grasp on before it sort of escalates. And this is something I think a lot of people who live in very toxic homes and what I would call very distracted homes, um, homes where there's a lot of yelling or fighting or there's just never a moment to sit down and think. Um, This relates into all of that. It also relates into complex PTSD and my personal opinion that when you have that stress um, constantly on your brain from trauma and abuse or bullying or whatever it might be, um, that stress, especially when you're younger, kid and teenage years, um, that stress really impairs your ability to focus and to learn and get things into your long-term memory. I've talked a lot about that on this podcast. Um, So in particular, I I had a little, a bit of a moment the last few days, and this actually relates quite well to um, the category of New Year's resolutions and the 15th of January. So usually about two weeks after the new year, a lot of people, and you'll, you'll start seeing news articles about this or stuff on TV about this, that people's New Year's resolutions start falling apart, you know, two to three weeks after the new year. And I had mentioned that a few months ago. And that's why I always recommend starting a resolution two to three weeks early before the new year. Um, But in regards to a resolution falling apart and you stop doing something, that's kind of what I want to focus on here. Because I want to focus on when you start to stop doing something. So like if you started a goal, now you've stopped it. And it's the impact of the effect that that can have on you. And it's the things that you're not doing that are the problem. Um, And a lot of times it can be hard to kind of pinpoint and get a grasp of what is it that's bothering me right now? Like what, what's the problem? How come how come I don't want to get out of bed or how come I, I can't focus or how come I'm, I'm feeling sluggish and distracted, you know, like, what is it? You know, if that's something you're asking yourself, it's getting a grasp on it. Like you, you need to get a grasp on it before it, it sort of kind of really starts to bother you. And this was something that I'd experienced in just the last, I would say two days, Um, I had checked out a couple books and I told you guys something that's really, really been helping me focus and something I even told my counselor about on Monday was um, going to the library and checking out books and just learning things I had never learned about, things I I never knew and things, some things I thought were just a complete made up hoax or fairy tale um, that aren't, that are actually real. Um, and there's people, there's scientists and all types of people who have studied things that write books about these things and point out the reality of the situation. Whereas a lot of times it can usually be something that's very much played as mythical. Um, you know, things I just wasn't expecting to learn about. And it's really helped my ability to focus and think critically. And that's really important. Um, cause like I say, 
with complex PTSD, that can be one of the, the biggest things that holds you back is that focus and thinking critically. It can create all kinds of problems in relationships. So if you have a problem in a relationship with other people and you think impulsively, you know, my theory here is these things help your brain think more critically. So within other situations in your life, you're building that ability. So in relationships, maybe you won't want to be impulsive and run away or avoid. Um, you'll want to talk about it and handle it so it doesn't, you know, bury you or cause a breakup or whatever. So this is all tied. Um, and in relation to like giving up a goal that was probably healthy for you, like let's say you stop exercising because you just don't normally exercise and you're sick of it. Well, maybe it just wasn't the right type of workout plan for you, you know, try walking like I do. I don't know how walking could be bad for anybody. Um, I try to walk regularly. It's freezing cold where I live right now. It's like negative seven or something. And so there's this Arctic blast blowing over the Midwest. Um, it's blowing over a whole bunch of part of like half the country almost, but it's really, really cold. So I'm not walking anytime soon. Um, so that could be part of why you know, in the last couple of days, I feel a little bit sluggish because um, I haven't walked today or yesterday. But I had checked out a couple of books and I noticed, you know, I've had I had the day off today. I have the day off tomorrow. Um, thank goodness I ha I'm off work this weekend because it's so cold. But um, I noticed I wasn't doing my reading and I was thinking, well, that's really unusual because usually I'm very much interested to learn something new and I thought where's this coming from and I don't think it's just because I'm not walking or getting my exercise um, and I actually did walk on Friday now that I think about it because um, I have two new books that I checked out Thursday or Friday and um, one of them was from the shelf so the the shelves that I've been telling you guys I started in nonfiction on the first shelf in the library and it could be because one of the books I checked out, it's it's still in the same category of several of the books I've checked out because the first few shelves, um, they were very diverse books at first, but the last couple shelves have like all been UFOs. And um, I told you guys yesterday they had that, they were having that secret meeting on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. yesterday, which they did. And it was more verification that there are UFOs, like they're real. It's unidentified aerial phenomena. Um, and there's like extraterrestrial, there's crafts that have crashed and been studied. Like they're being studied here in the United States. And even possible biological evidence of like pilots, like non-human pilots, um, and it's real. Like it's, you know, it's, I mean, they did a whole hearing on Capitol Hill about it. And yesterday they had this uh, closed door um, confidential meeting, but people have come out and said that things were verified at the meeting. So it's, you know, it's fascinating. Um, and I don't just say that because my favorite shows, the X-Files, um, you know, this is something that real that's happening, but it's fascinating to get validity in something like that. Um, 
And so the, the last, the first few shelves at the library, there were some about statistics and computer programming. And then it got into kind of fact or fiction on things that a lot of people see as mythical. And so that's where this UFO falls in. Um, and I told you one book was by a um, nuclear physicist. That was really interesting. Stanton Friedman. If you've never heard of Stanton Friedman, look him up. Very interesting stuff. Um, but um, this the one of the books I just checked out is called The Randall Report, UFOs in the 90s. Um, and it's interesting to, you know, too, to look at the authors. I always look at the authors because it's good to study who the heck is writing this. What's their background? So, like I said, Stanton Friedman was a nuclear physicist, if I remember correctly. And he worked in all types of very kind of top, I don't know if I'd say top secret, but very um, top notch positions. Um, and he, uh, his books were really good. The one about that I mentioned in one of the last podcasts was a really great book. A lot of good resources in it. But, you know, I'm, re- I'm going to read this one. And this one in particular I picked out because it mentioned different instances of, like, things that I had never heard about. And so that's why I wanted to read it. So um, situations in 1967, 1975, 1984, 1987... Um, 1991, just all different instances of possible crashes, abductions, um, MJ-12, Gulf Breeze photographs, just a lot of things that I had like, you know, never heard about. So again, it's just educating myself. And the other book I picked out was things, something that I had particularly ordered um, through an interlibrary loan. And this is called uh, it's called the star tails and star meaning like, oh, I'm sorry, red star tails. So like the Russian red star, a century of Russian and Soviet science fiction. And the reason I picked this one out is because one of the science scientists who studied the explosion in Tunguska in Siberia, he studied it later. Um, he also wrote, um, if I'm not mistaken, science fiction too. But his name was Alexander Kazantsev, Kazantsev, something like that. Um, so it'd be interesting. I, I mostly wanted to read his, but it has a lot of different um, Russian science fiction writers who uh, this has all been put into English, obviously, because I don't read Russian. I told you guys before, I'm not good with foreign languages. Um, but I wanted to point out that I had kind of lost my interest in reading. And so tonight I was thinking, you know, I really need to crack these books open. And I do like to read more at night. So I'm kind of a night reader. So it's almost about, you know, 11, 15 at night where I am right now. So I'll probably start reading them. Um, I have been a little bit distracted. I did work Thursday night. So I have to remind myself things that I might've kind of been distracted by. Um, I have had a little project on the side, something that I've been working on, and I've been a little distracted by that, and I've had a a few different thoughts about my history podcast, you know, not maybe starting it quite when I was thinking of starting it, and I thought maybe that's why I haven't been interested in the reading as much, because the reading is going to incorporate into my history podcast, so these books I'm checking out 
and me learning new things. And I'm going to talk about learning how to learn better on that podcast because that I learned that a lot of that in my history class. Um, it all ties together. So, and that's part of the point of this episode tonight is if I were to give up my history podcast and just decide to not start it or do it, because it really, it would take up quite a bit of my my time and it would really be a separate side job. Um, you know, if I decided to not do that, um, maybe that's where this disinterest in the reading had popped up from, like, or a lack of interest in the reading, you know. So if I decided not to do it, I wouldn't need the extra reading for that podcast. But the important thing here to remember is I would still need that reading for my focus and for my critical thinking. And that's what I would call sort of like um, an invisible dilemma is when you can't quite get a grasp or put your finger on, you know, what's missing. Because if you stop doing it, so if I stop reading, you know, some of these books from the library, um, I'm probably just going to watch TV more or be bored or, you know, who knows what I'll do. But um, it would kind of create a, a dilemma where I'm not doing that healthy activity. It's almost like if you stop meditating or if you stop deep breathing to get more oxygen to your brain and everything. Or if you stop exercising, you know, exercising is what I always think of because exercising helps your whole body and your brain and it helps your mood and everything. So for me, exercise is like the reading, but if you stop doing it, it creates it has a huge impact. Um, so if you're in that moment right now where you don't know why you feel sluggish or you don't know why you feel distracted, um, you know, think about certain activities that maybe you've stopped doing. Um, but it can be hard to do, and that's why I call it an invisible dilemma. Um, it's It's what you're not doing. So like when... I said the person that abused me growing up a few months ago, I still talk to them, which I've told you guys. Um, When they didn't call to see how I was after my accident I had in October, it was the fact that they didn't call. It took me like over a month to even notice it because it's it's something that's not happening. And I, you know, after I realized, okay, this is this person didn't even see if I was okay. Because one, I just don't think they care. And if they're a psychopath, like I think they are, based on their behavior of how they get around getting things from people, which I I discussed in the last podcast, the Munchausen, um, it's linked to being a psychopath. You know, if they're a psychopath, it would make sense that they're not going to call unless they need, they want to use you for something, right? If they need you to get something out of you. Um, But otherwise, you're just in the way. Um, so it's, you know, I, I wasn't like on their mind, um, but it was an invisible dilemma. So it's the same thing. Something that's not happening is, you know, you don't think about it until you really sit down and think about it. So if there's things like that, that are impacting you, like if you've given up on a resolution to eat better and now you're just back on your, your old diet and you're suddenly feeling tired or sluggish. And you're not really even noticing like where it's coming from, you know, 
just kind of look back at what you had been doing. This is why I think it's so good to keep a calendar and not even a calendar of just your schedule. I would say just to keep a calendar for your, for you and very specific things that make you feel better. Exercise, meditation. And for me, this is reading. And so in regards to that, I had kind of contemplated putting off and I have put off the history podcast because I had hoped to start it kind of this week and I didn't do that. Um, I did get some other things handled and I might've just been busier than I realized. Um, but it's something I, I didn't do and I stopped doing an activity that was really healthy for me, which was the reading. So I'm definitely going to read tonight. Um, I will say also I had been distracted by another activity I would say the last three nights. And so maybe that's, it got me a little bit out of my schedule of reading. Um, and also, like I said, with the UFO stuff, the last like three shelves have like all been UFO stuff. So I might be a little bit UFO'd out of my mind right now. Um, you know, it's maybe I'm a little bit tired of UFOs and I'm ready for a new category because I wasn't expecting the, the fifth shelf because I'm, I'm at the fifth shelf now. I wasn't expecting it to like all be UFOs. And I was like, oh my gosh, more UFOs. Um, but I wanted to, you know, I picked one more and maybe this is the last one. So maybe I'll miss it when it's gone. But I just wanted to share this because again, I think it's really important to get a grip on it before it goes on too long. When you stop engaging in something that's good for you, and again, I would compare it to exercise, meditation, deep breathing. And for me, it's reading. And maybe it can be reading for you too, because it really does help with the critical thinking and the focus. Um, so I just wanted to share that these things can really impact you, um, especially if they're making you feel distracted, because that's not good, because you probably already have a struggle with that if you have complex PTSD, because stress does that, right? So I just wanted to share some of that. This is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.